Hey, I want to welcome all my listeners and friends to the very first podcast of the Artachi Show. Uh, we've been, I've been thinking about doing this for a while. You know, I, I've had the radio show going for about a year, and um, I want to do the podcast because it'll allow me to have different times to interview many walks of life. Uh, I want to have, I don't have my sidekick, Marla Brodsky, who's been on my show for the last month. We certainly have a lot of fun together, and we look at a different perspective in life. Uh, part of the podcast, uh, people know a little bit about me. They know that I manage money for a living. I, I started Artachi Financial Group because of the many years and experiences and the partnerships that I formed for clients. But what some people don't know is my original background. And before I became an advisor, which was in 1994, I was a long-haired hippie rocker. Played, uh, I was a lead single guitar player for Iron Butterfly. Uh, my best friend were Joe Shermie and, and Floyd Sneed from Three Dog Night. And you know, it's funny, uh, Joe had platinum records out there and he was sleeping on my couch. And uh, it kind of uh, motivated me to maybe do something else with my life. I still love music, but I saw firsthanded how many rockers were terrible with their money. And uh, I was always interested in money. I, I helped my family, even when I was younger back then, to navigate through some of the things, uh, the 1987 stock market crash and things like that. So I have a different background and I, I try and think of myself a little bit like Henry Ford. And uh, when I formed Artachi Financial Group, I, I decided to surround myself around people that were smarter than I and knew more than I and were more valuable resources than just I. Now I've also been lucky to be part of what I consider the greatest broker dealer on the face of the planet, and that's Peak Brokerage Services. Now, why is Peak so special? Well, to begin with, they do actually have an open architecture structure, and they truly are independent. What does that mean, folks? Well, that means we don't have proprietary products like so many places do. And they've allowed me to form our Tachi Financial Group and partner with great RIA firms like Independent Solutions. They've allowed me, you know, FINRA is, is uh, they watch everything that uh, financial professionals do. They just don't like the idea of you doing a radio show or advertising in any fashion, but with the right direction and, and with the right support of a broker dealer like Peak Brokerage Services, I was able to do that. And uh, why that was important was I still play music for fun, of course. As a matter of fact, I'm going to be uh, competing this January at the uh, International Blues Conference in Memphis. Very excited about that. I was there two years ago for the first time ever in, in Memphis. What, what a city with history. I fell in love with it. But anyway, I, I, we did very well. We made it as far as the semifinals and lost to the band who, who eventually took the whole competition. So. I guess I feel pretty good that I, I lost to them rather than lost to someone who didn't even place. I'm going back in January and uh, 2022, of course, uh, the COVID and everything has put a posh on us for the last two years. So I'm definitely going, uh, going to look forward to doing that and competing and see how well we do. You know, it is now uh, Monday after Thanksgiving. I know our waistlines are a little bit thicker than they were a week ago. So hopefully we're going to shake out the excess carbs, the fat, and everything we did. And, you know, during the holiday season, I always try and remind friends, clients, and listeners that it's a time to reflect and also to be kind to each other. You know, we're all going through many things in life. We don't know how hard 
somebody has it compared to us. So it never hurts to be kind. You know, uh, people don't fake uh, being depressed. They fake being happy and successful. So be kind out there, folks, because we're all in this together. We all live in the same planet, even though some of you thought perhaps uh, that the sun would not come out today based on what the market did last week. Well, as resilient as the market is, it usually does bounce back. But I want to talk about that. You know, in spite of the blip, uh, equities on the U.S. side for this year alone are up almost 25 percent. Matter of fact, if you look at what the market has done in the last few years, it's amazing that it keeps going up. Do, do I expect it to continue as it's been doing? No, of course not. But many chartered financial analysts feel that there's still room for upside in equities. There's a few things uh, that are going into favor. Uh, Chairman Powell will be, uh, was, was put back in, in power or in office by President Biden, which is going to show stability for uh, monetary policy, which is good for the markets. Also, interest rates are so low right now that uh, bonds are not attractive. So uh, fund managers and people do have to invest in something. And as long as uh, we still see some growth, even though inflation is scaringly high, uh, people will still be investing in equities. But for all of you out there, the best thing you can do during these uh, markets is to diversify your portfolio and really do have a balance and not put all your eggs in one basket. In other words, don't, don't put your retirement account on Bitcoin, even though some people still think Bitcoin's going to go to $100,000. That's not really what I focus on. A lot of what I do for clients is, is they come to me as their trusted advisor and we do a financial plan. We use sophisticated software. We look at the fact that, well, you're this age and your spouse is this age and you're looking to make this much when you retire, but let's figure out the optimal time to take Social Security. That's kind of important, folks. And one of the reasons is Social Security is more favorably taxed than investment accounts. So it can be confusing because there are so many, literally hundreds, if not thousands of ways to file for Social Security. But at the end of the day, it's not just about how long you live, but also how you can minimize the taxes. Let's face it, so, uh, Social Security does have costs of living uh, built into it. Uh, they approved 5.6%, uh, I believe, for next year. And that's to out, you know, keep up with inflation, which, which is obviously rearing its ugly head. But it doesn't mean necessarily that you have to wait till you're 70 years old to take Social Security. Of course, a lot of presentations and workshops you go to, this is what they, they say. Oh, this is, and, and in theory, yes, you'll get the highest amount, you'll pay the least amount of taxes. But it would not be realistic or prudent to expect that everyone out there wants to wait till they're 70 to take Social Security. So uh, I work through sophisticated software to look at the other accounts that you have. In other words, wouldn't it be nice to know when you reach a certain age in retirement, which account do you take it from first? And which account can, is going to last a lifetime? What are the risks involved? And things like that. The other topic in retirement, and I've been quoted in several publications because it is my passion. I still love music. I still play. But managing and directing people to successful retirements is, is what I love to do now. And it's a lot simpler than, than people think. There's only so many ways you can go about it. But the other part of retirement are medical expenses. 
very important on what you decide to do for Medicare. Do you do an Advantage plan? Do you do a Medigap plan? Well, if you could get the best, and, and I, I say that for lack of other words, in other words, if you could manage and know to the dollar what you're going to spend in medical expenses and you could afford it, would you do that? Would you have the ability to go anywhere you wanted to if something terrible happened in your life? So that's one. There's two different ways for Medicare. You can do an Advantage plan, which there are many great ones out there. I don't want to mention names because I don't want to endorse a certain company. But a lot of it has to do with the area you live in and how large your network is. But if you do a Medigap plan and Medicare is still your primary, then you can literally go everywhere in the country and most everyone accepts it. But it's not for everyone because not everyone can maybe afford two to $300 a month for the best plan. And that's why the Advantage plans are more popular for the zero premiums and if your doctor accepts it, et cetera, et cetera. When it comes to retirement planning, I, uh, I just had a conversation with someone uh, from Tallahassee because uh, I'm looking to sponsor a few conferences for CPA professionals. My, my business has, has taken off wonderfully because I've partnered up with tax professionals because too many people fail to address the fact that it's not what you make in retirement, but how much you get to keep. And uh, I'm not so confident that taxes will remain as low as they are right now. Now, I'm not promoting Armageddon. I'm a positive thinking person, folks. And no matter what they decide to do on tax laws, typically the right CPAs and attorneys find the best ways for clients to overcome uh, these type of obstacles. But on a private wealth group, you know, we're doing things like 1031 exchanges and opportunity zones for people who are interested uh, in moving assets from real estate or investments and mitigating the taxes. Because again, in retirement, it's not just what you make, but what you get to keep. Very important. Now, um, today's economy is, is leaving people scratching their heads because yes, we, we do have some things that we're not, we don't know if this new variant of the COVID uh, problem uh, will rear its ugly head in our country. But I think that uh, it's not something to panic about. It is definitely something of concern. But I, I wouldn't, uh, you know, throw my hands up in the air and, and say that the world's coming to an end because the world's been coming to an end for several thousand years and it still hasn't happened. So in retirement planning, in life, in business, in most anything you do, you have to adapt and, and be able to overcome whatever gets thrown in our, in our path. And the this simple fact of the matter is investing in equities has risk attached to it. There are no guarantees. However, when it's done right over time with the right diversification and understanding the risk factors, it helps weather the storms. And at our Tachi Financial Group, that's what we specialize in. We have uh, many ways to help people, whether you're a high net worth individual or a not a high net worth individual, to help navigate through the retirement planning process. You know, how much do you need? Are you on a budget? Can we mitigate the taxes? When is the best time to take Social Security? What is the efficient way to deal with Medicare? Or if someone gets sick in the household, can you fund a long-term care experience? It can be very costly. So 
I would say call in. Uh, the office line is uh, 561-537. And uh, wait, I don't call myself that often here. <laughs> it's 561-537-5897. Again, that number is 561-537-5897. If you're in the Stewart area, I still do have a radio show on WSTU on Thursday mornings uh, from 9 to 10. Uh, it's been going very well. But, you know, we're, we're looking at uh, expanding into the podcast because, again, not many people can schedule meeting me and Stuart from 9 to 10 a.m. in the morning. So I'm hoping that this podcast kind of opens that up and I can have diff different guests from different walks of life. I've had uh, people in law enforcement, music promoters, spiritual healers, doctors, uh, many different professionals because even though people know I manage money for a living, they also know that uh, I have other interests. Don't really want to get too political. And the reason why, folks, is there's just too much emotional uh, dedication by so many people. And, you know, at the end of the day, I'm a U.S. Army veteran. We should all love our country and ourselves and agree to disagree and not get so overwhelmingly crazy uh, with uh, what the media wants to let us know because uh, – even though I'm part of the media with this podcast, uh, I don't have a specific narrative to push you either way. And, and really, I'm more concerned as a country where we are economically, whether our, uh, our borders are safe, whether uh, we have opportunities to increase entrepreneurship, which is what I do. I certainly don't work for someone. I don't punch a clock, and there's nothing wrong with that at all. However, there are a lot of moving parts that come into play for our country. And I, I believe that middle America and those mom and pop stores are what really, really moved the needle, not so much to corporations. So, we'll, you know, we'll, let's see what happens going forward uh, on whether or not the taxations will change or if, if uh, different things will happen that'll, that'll put a damper on, on entrepreneurial businesses out there. Uh, I'm not quite sure that uh, too many people are, have come back to work. I, I just went, I hate to admit it, I tried to get some food at Chipotle a few weeks ago, and there was one person working the counter. And I said, well, what the hell's going on here? And they said, well, no one wants to come back to work or they want more money. So, you know, that's not a healthy thing for our economy, certainly. And, and I'm not getting political at all. I don't want to because people are so emotionally charged with it. Yes, I have opinions on it. Yes, I'd like to see us all work together better on it, but I want to focus on what I can control. I want to focus on my client's money, and I want to focus on my personal uh, well-being in life. And, and I think if we all do that, if we learn to drink more water and less alcohol and exercise more and breathe more and, uh, and eat and consume the things that are healthy for us rather than not healthy, we'll have better outcomes. And that's true as a country, not just us individually. Think about it. No matter what happens to you in life, you have to figure out what you can control and what you can't control. I know that uh, during the holidays, it can be very trying. It's been said that the holiday season is the most depressive part of, of uh, this, you know, during the year. Now, why is that? My gosh, I guess families have bickerings or they disagree on stuff. I'm not quite sure. But it should be one of festivity, not depression and bickering and things like that. So if you're out there 
uh, as I started saying earlier, to be kind to one another. I think if you can do that, you'll feel better about yourself. The person you, you're being kind to will feel, be feel better, and the whole world will feel better. There's only so much media that I can watch. There's too many things that I have to do in my business. Uh, I maybe watch an hour to an hour and a half just to catch up mostly on the financials, not on the different narratives that are out there. With regards to investing, if you really haven't um, dealt with a true independent financial planner like myself and, and the partners that I have, you owe it to yourself to get at least another opinion, to have a true financial plan, to look at when you should take Social Security, what you should do about Medicare, how you should invest during good times and bad times. And I get quoted in different publications because I practice what I preach personally. What's happened uh, in the last few years, I would say, is too many people got in the habit of creating too much debt, sticking their heads in the sand, hoping that things will just get better. You know, like exercise and diet, it takes work. There's nothing worthwhile that comes easy. You have to work at it. I mean, otherwise, I would just eat pizza and chicken wings every day and hope that I would be in shape. Not going to happen. So in investing, we all have to start off with uh, a budget. If you don't know what's going out and what's coming in, how can you plan for investing, saving, and having money put aside for rainy days? So that's the first thing that I definitely uh, try and preach to people. But it does take work. Look, everyone would like to have a shiny new car every couple of years, but is it the smartest thing to do? Can you mow your own lawn? Do you really have to buy that five, six dollar latte every day? Or do you have to go out to eat four or five times of the year? Um, I would say no, folks. Money's hard to come by. Last I checked, it doesn't grow on trees. But it's, it's a lot of work and it takes planning and discipline. I know when I play in clubs, I, it doesn't look like people have any money problems because they're ordering drinks and food hand over foot. I, you would think that everyone's just doing great. And I know that's not the case. Our economy right now is in an interesting time because we do see the highest inflation in the last 30 to 40 years. We do have some global uncertainties besides the pandemic. We have some relationships that we don't know where they're going to go. And even though the market has done well this year in spite and it bounced back last year, if you look at evaluations uh, in the last 21 years, the S&P, you can look at NASDAQ and whatever you want, but the broadest spectrum has made about 5.5% in the last 21 years. I'm not saying that's the best rate of return, but if you're planning to take money out in retirement and to safely grow it, in a 20 to 30 to 40 year, well, maybe 20 to 30, uh, you have to have realistic expectations and, and you have to have several vehicles that you're using. Have managed assets, have some insurance products. I know there's commercials out there that people say they would never sell you whatever it is that they hate at the time. And the truth is, these are all just tools. I don't particularly like one thing over another. It's really what the client needs. For example, if a client were to come to me and, and tell me they only have $200,000 to their name and uh, they need either $1,000 a month for the rest of their life or they're going to eat cat food, they might be a candidate for an annuity product. Why? Because maybe it can guarantee them 6% for the rest of their life 
from an A-rated insurance company. But that's just one crude example. There are many people who like to remain liquid. They want to have their cake and eat it too. They don't want to tie up their money. They want it professionally managed. Yes, they want double-digit returns every year, but that's just not a sustainable um, <laughs> rate of expectation. But it's good to balance uh, a few pieces and have a few horses in a race, so to speak. And there is no substitute for certain insurance products like life insurance. There are certain ways you can handle long-term care. If you haven't bought a traditional policy by now and you're already in your 60s, how are you going to deal with this very real problem? We're all living longer. The biggest fear is that we no longer know who and what we are or where we are. But you can have your assets protect yourselves in long-term care, whether it's investments, whether it's life insurance, cash that you have in a bank. These are the type of things that uh, getting together with us, we will show you how you can protect yourselves and your loved ones. With regards to the market, uh, I, I'm blessed to have partners, money managers, chartered financial analysts that I personally know that are on CNBC most every week. I'm not saying that they know everything, but my God, uh, they have credibility, they're available to my clients, and they have a no-nonsense straight approach to investing. And that's really my approach. I, I don't sugarcoat anything for clients. Uh, when they ask me something, I tell it to them straight, and that includes fees, risks, and expectations. Again, I want to be Henry Ford. I don't know all the answers. I'm smart enough to partner myself up with other people who know the answers. Sorry, uh, I didn't kind of put this aside here. Um, but anyway, this is the first podcast that we're going to try and put out there, and I want to have different guests as we go along and, and see you know, if we can add value to people. I want to talk about different things. I want to talk about entertainment. Uh, I want to talk about health. Yes, I want to talk about markets. I also want to talk about what's going on out there, uh, whether it's in the law enforcement community, whether it's in the restaurant community, the hospitality community. You know, it takes a lot of interesting things to make this world go around. And I don't know about you, but life has so much to offer rather than just sitting in front of a TV for eight hours a day. There's a lot to learn, there's a lot to experience, there's a lot to live, and hopefully the podcast here uh, will provide some of that. I'm not saying all of it, but some of it. Uh, we're working on trying to get a call-in number. Um, I would like to broadcast it live, but at this point it may be a, a uh, you know replay of what we do. So far the radio show has been doing well, and I've been trying to put as many messages or infomercials as I can out there. I am located in Jupiter, Florida. I have a beautiful office in Jupiter, Florida, not that far from the beach, across from the Maltz Theater and the Jupiter Beach Resort. So, folks, it's not a terrible thing to come visit here to talk about what's very important and what is important. Making your money last, having a coach about health. Look, um, if you haven't noticed, I'm not exactly a young man anymore. I used to be, but no, I'm 58. And uh, even though I could still be in better shape, I can at least brag to you that I'm one of those few 58-year-olds that are not on medications and prescriptions. How many can say that? Um, all I can say is that it's taken work. Uh, 
I, I kind of watch what I eat. I do exercise. And uh, I try and make sure the sauce that I'm drinking is more HTO-based and not the other-based. And, and I certainly try and meditate and keep my mind at ease and, and stay away from negativity as much as possible. So that's why I try not to get into politics too much. And I think most of my friends and associates, uh, they agree. I mean, just the other night, I was making a parody spoof uh, of a candidate. And, and again, folks, I, I think all of them have uh, – politicians have been keeping comedians uh, working for the last 40 years, if not longer. There's just so much material you can draw from. But you can't joke about it because people take it too sensitively and too seriously. That's another reason why I try and stay out of it. However, we should talk about monetary economical policies that tend to lead for better development as a country and better expansion uh, for businesses. And that's what we will focus on. So um, I want to take uh, the first break there and come back in just about 60 seconds, starting now. <laughs> 